Hi everybody, it's Steve Leone, editor of the Concord Monitor. I am filling in here for Sarah Pearson, who is feeling under the weather today, but dutifully sitting right next to me. So uh, I'm here with uh, Granite Geek David Brooks, and we're going to talk a bit about uh, an article he wrote this week. Welcome, Dave. Um, good to be here, Steve. All right. So uh, you wrote about this product that it was developed here in New Hampshire um, that has some pretty amazing claims. Why don't you uh, tell us kind of what, what this product's all about? Sure. It is something got I got an email, you know, press release about it. It's called the Food Freshness Card, developed by a couple of uh, family members uh, down in Guilford. Been selling it for a little while, uh, and it is a card, six by six uh, embossed printed card, printed and embossed with a pattern that they say generates waves that will inhibit the growth of uh, bacteria and mold on food, and therefore will keep food fresher longer when it's nearby. Uh, and which is, of course, amazing, and it would be awesome. Food, food spoilage is a big issue. This could, you know, be a billion-dollar industry. Yes, and it sounds like it would revolutionize kind of the way we live on this planet and would it, have amazing impacts. Importantly, it requires no power source. You just sort of lay it there, or you can peel off the back and stick it to the wall. So put it in your pantry, put it in your fridge, and the food will stay, it won't stay fresh forever, but it'll stay fresher longer. And it does this with no power source for at least a year and probably longer. So what is the, you said it's a card. Like, what's the material made of well, it? Does I, it not matter? Is it like I, 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 to be honest, it was, it's, you know, an embossed card, cardboard, card stock, that kind of yep. thing with a pattern on it. The pattern is a hologram. Uh, and they say, what's in, that's important, they say. Hologram sort of, you know, those three-dimensional yeah, yeah. images, you know. Um, and they can be used to contain information. And somehow, and, it, and it's not only just a hologram, but it's a hologram that's been generated with longitudinal waves, oh, which good. is a kind of electromagnetic wave um, that um, our good friend Nikola Tesla, the okay. brilliant genius inventor who was also kind of a crackpot sometimes, uh, he was really big into these. And they say that by using those to generate it, it makes this hologram that will produce w sort of unspecified waves there's three patents attached to it. Okay. Patents don't mean a thing works. They only mean that it's novel. I okay. looked at the patents, yep. and they yep. don't make any sense to me. So my bread doesn't get moldy as quickly. My apples don't get mushy as quickly. My bananas will stay yellow and, a little longer. and hard like I like them. Exactly. Uh, so do they put any, like... What's the rate of... No, they, they didn't... There was no specifics. Nothing like that. No, there's no okay. metrics on it. There's no distance. There's no, They don't tell you what the hertz of this energy wave... And none of that stuff. It's just okay. kind of vague. Okay. What does one of these things cost? 75 bucks for 75 the home bucks. version. I believe you, there's a different prices if you commercial operation. Okay. Is anyone doing this at a commercial level? Well, that's where things get interesting. So I would have, frankly, ignored this because the claim is kind of... Let's be honest. It's outrageous. Except that they had a couple of interesting pieces of evidence. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the essence of this column was, of course, that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So the most compelling piece of evidence they cited was a two-year study done at Bridgewater State University down in Massachusetts mm -hmm. in which some of these cards were, were placed in the kitchen, the larder, the pantry, that, that kind of mm -hmm. area. And they quantified it. And they said that um, over the two years, food spoilage was reduced to the point where they saved $11,000. So that's okay. quantified. That's sure. impressive. So I wanted to learn more about it. 
Yes. So I called up Bridgewater State University. Eh, uh, actually, their their food service is done by Sodexo, which is this big, huge national yeah. corporation. And big, huge national corporations don't answer their press, and they never talk to me. So I told Bridgewater, I said, hey, you guys are kind of being cited as, you know, evidence of this thing. What do you know about it? And they didn't know anything about it. So they looked into it, got back to me, sent me a statement from Sodexo saying, let's see, what exactly did Sodexo say? Uh... Sodexo is not affiliated with this product. We do not endorse this study or support the product's claims. Okay. So the study kind of fell apart. Okay, but did Bridgewater State University save money on this? No, they they did, apparently not. So far, they didn't know anything about it. So, I mean, Sodexo runs it, so they didn't know okay. anything about it. Sodexo, and Sodexo says we didn't, you know, we don't support the claims. So far as I know the study, if it happened, okay. it wasn't quantified. They don't know anything about it. Okay. It so. isn't there. And more importantly, uh, the Food Freshness Card folks promptly pulled all mention of this wonderful study from their website that before they've been <laughs> touting quite prominently, and now it's not there, as Bridgewater State noted. Okay. So now you did not, did you get one of these cards? I didn't. Okay. I don't need another anecdote. Okay. And, but you, you said that you weren't going to use it, and why, why were you not going to try this yourself? So... They have uh, as part of the part of the evidence they cite, of course, is mm -hmm. some satisfied customers. You know, yeah. I've tried it and I'm mm -hmm. sure it works. Yeah. That's your classic anecdote. So, food freshness is a, is is a, is not a simple thing to quantify. So, for example, do you have any idea how long exactly your broccoli always lasts on average? So, if you could yeah. compare it to what it normally does, no, of yeah. course you don't. And do you know when you buy a head of broccoli how long it was since it's been picked? No, of course you don't. Yeah. So how can you compare it? Do you know what the humidity was when you what the temperature was? Yeah. No, of course you don't. So you end up with these anecdotes that are useless. Give it to me. I'm not going to sit and do a double blind study for a year. Right. So I'd be another useless <laughs> yeah. anecdote. So so that that's not evidence, particularly yeah. for a claim this extreme, this this really out there. You need yeah. a, you need evidence that's out there. And somebody saying, "Gosh, it seemed good to me." Yeah. That's not good evidence. So, so the oh, go ahead. And there was one other thing actually that made me interested is that they received this thing called the Edison Award from a from a group that gives out an awards mm -hmm. um, to innovative uh, technology and products. They gave them a gold medal, which is one of several awards they give. And I looked at the Edison Award group, and it had this really impressive steering committee, people from Intuit and Apple in industry, a professor from uh, Northwestern. I said, well, you know. They must know something, so I called them up, and it turns out, and I, frankly, I'd kind of suspected this, is they don't actually test the products, because that's really hard to do, right? You'd have to have a lab, you'd have to take a year to, you know, forget it. What they do is they look at your claims, and they make you fill out a questionnaire, and if they think this product sounds like it might be innovative, and indeed this would be innovative if it worked, then they give it an award. And that's what happened here. I talked to one of the professors who was actually on the board, and he said, well, yeah, you know, frankly... You know, we can't test it. We're not consumers' union. We sort of looked at it, and it seemed innovative. And he looked at the patents, and this is a guy who's he's an engineering uh, professor and, a, and a, knows his stuff. And he said, frankly, the patent didn't make any sense to him. And he's seen a lot of patents in which the science was just plain wrong. Yeah. So a patent isn't any evidence. So so that other piece of possible evidence supporting it kind of fell apart too. Okay, and so 
where where do they go from here? I mean, can I go and buy this thing? You can still go buy it. It's online. I so didn't. So it's online only from their from their website. I, I, like I, I haven't seen Target. it down at my I haven't seen it down at you know my county stores. Uh, but who, who knows? I don't know where they're selling it, and and I really don't want to advocate it because I don't want people to go out and, and waste their money on it because I don't think it works. Okay. Uh, the evidence is is the, there's extreme lack of evidence for this extreme weird claim of theirs. So. Uh, that's the point. Uh, okay. The more the more extreme a claim is, the more evidence you need to back it up. So, for example, if they've said, "Hey, this has got a pretty pattern, and light reflects off it and makes your fruit look nicer," mm -hmm. well, that isn't a claim that would not require a whole lot of evidence because it's not very extreme. So, yeah. I would be happy to accept that claim. Okay. So, okay. Very good. You bet. All right. So you can read more about this at ConquerMonitor.com, and uh, you can join us again next week when Sarah's back in the fold. Uh, and you can subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, Google Music, Podbean, or iTunes.